0: Hello, hello, and welcome to The Fruitful Life with Andrea Thompson. Today's episode is going to be about the Lord's faithfulness. You know, it's really important that we come to understand who God is in his character because his character is unchanging. The Bible says that he is the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. Faithfulness is a big part of who he is. It's why in the Old Testament you see him called the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob because it shows that he is faithful throughout the generations. The entire Bible proves his faithfulness because everything in the Old Testament was just a shadow of things to be fulfilled in the New Testament and even to be fulfilled in eternity. From beginning of the Bible to the end of the Bible, you see a love story of a faithful God um, who wants to dwell amongst his people. Today, it came into my spirit pretty randomly, the scripture that is Psalm 37.3 that says, um, feed on his faithfulness and dwell in the land. Let me quote it correctly. It says, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. I'm reminded when it says dwell in the land, um, about being unshakable and immovable. Um, The Bible says that the righteous uh, will not be moved. Um, there are a lot of scriptures that talk about the root of the righteous and being rooted and grounded so much so in the things of God and in the kingdom of God, which is an unshakable kingdom, that we are not moved by outward circumstances or the things that happen in our world and in this lifetime. I'm also reminded of the promised land that was in the Old Testament, that God delivered the Israelites out of Egypt with the intention of to lead them into the promised land when all was said and done. But God made covenant with them before they entered into the promised land. And that covenant was uh, that they were to be obedient to the way in which he was instructing them to walk, to live their lives. And in them being obedient and following the Lord's ways and loving him with all their heart, all their soul, and all their mind, they would then be able to dwell in the land They would not be removed from it. They would be blessed and prosperous in that land, a land that they did absolutely nothing to earn, by the way. Literally, there's a scripture somewhere in the Old Testament where where God is speaking to them saying, like, I'm going to give you land that you didn't do anything for, houses that you did not build, you know, crops that you did not sow um, in order to reap, and so on and so forth. So this is a really, really big thing that we need to understand, because this life is hard. I mean, let's just be honest. I'm not one that's here to tell you life isn't hard, because it is. I mean, we, in the reality uh, of a believer, we do still live in a fallen world. Um, The reality of a believer also is one of tension between this world and that. Paul talked about it himself when he said he wasn't sure whether he would rather go and be with Jesus or stay so that he could complete more work unto Jesus. You know, because all of us have an inner groaning, whether we realize it or not, to be clothed uh, in in the fullness of a resurrected body, to be clothed in glory, to be with Jesus. But we also have um, a desire to be here in this life because we have loved ones and things that we're attached to. And I said all that to say that when this world shakes you, when circumstances shake you, um, feeding upon the Lord's faithfulness will definitely help. Um, it will keep you in a place of trusting him and having confidence in him and doing like Hebrews says, keeping your confidence firm and steadfast until the end. Right. I'm going to give you some scriptures that are about his faithfulness. Let's look here. 2 Thessalonians 3, three says, But the Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. Lamentations 3:22 through 23 says the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases his mercies never come to an end they are new every morning great is your faithfulness so um, mercy is a big part of his faithfulness protection is a big part of his faithfulness let me just encourage somebody today that his mercies are new every morning And sometimes we need to hear that. Sometimes we've fallen off or sometimes we haven't done what we're supposed to do in obedience to him. And, you know, that can be a place for Satan to enter and torment us. But we have to understand the difference between conviction and condemnation and understand that the Lord's mercies are new every morning because he is faithful. Hebrews 10.23 says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. There's that unshakableness for he who promised is faithful. First John 1.9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Understand the confession and repentance is a beautiful gift that the Lord gave us. Now, I'm a firm believer because the word says that it's very well possible. I believe that as we mature in the things of God, we will not continue to willfully sin, period. But if you're new in Christ and, and and you're walking this thing out, or maybe you're just new to discipleship, I want to encourage you that repentance, repentance and confession before the Lord are gifts that God gave us so that he could cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Why? Again, because he is faithful. Deuteronomy 7 9 says know therefore that the Lord your God is God the faithful God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. Second Timothy two thirteen reminds us that if we are faithless he remains faithful for he cannot deny himself. His faithfulness is not based on your faithfulness. Your faithfulness should be a produced fruit in your life when you come to know him. But your faithfulness does not affect his faithfulness because it's who he is. And this is where we have to be careful just while I'm thinking about it, that we don't put all our eggs in the basket of blessings and things of that nature. Because yes, the Lord blesses, but understand that that's who he is. He's just that good. So we shouldn't always look at blessings in our life as like oh this is because I'm good this is because I've done good. Because let me remind you he told the Israelites before they entered in the land into the promised land he said this is because of me. I'm doing this. My faithfulness, my righteousness is causing you to not only come into this land, but to to inherit it, to be able to drive all the things out and to dwell in it and be prosperous and so on and so forth is because of my hand. It has nothing to do with your righteousness. And that's kind of a picture of who we are in Christ. God's faithfulness has nothing to do with our righteousness because the Bible says our righteousness is as filthy rags in his sight. But praise God that in his infinite wisdom he designed it to where we stand in christ and his righteousness but let us be reminded that he does not change so this says first corinthians 1 9 god is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son jesus christ here's another um, protection psalm 91 4 he will cover you with his pinions and under his wings you will find refuge His faithfulness is a shield and a buckler. So it's his faithfulness, his promises that actually shield us. And I'm I'm telling y'all, it's important as believers that we come to understand and know down to the roots of our innermost being the promises of God. That is the way that people found themselves not only knowing God's faithfulness, but being faithful to him in return was by patience and faith and inheriting the promises in that way. Go ahead. Let's see. Numbers 23, 19, 9. I'm sorry, twenty three nineteen. God is not a man that he should lie or a son of man that he should change his mind. Has he said and he will not do it or has he spoken and will he not fulfill it? Exodus 34, 6 says the Lord passed before him and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. Abounding means ever increasing. There's nothing that could measure his faithfulness. Let's see. Psalm 33, 4 for the word of the Lord is upright and all his work is done in faithfulness. 1 Thessalonians 5.24 says, he who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. Thank you, Lord. Psalm 36.5 says, your steadfast love, O Lord, extends to the heavens, your faithfulness to the clouds. Romans 3.3, what if some were unfaithful? Does their faithlessness nullify the faithfulness of God? No. Psalm 89.33, but I will not remove from him my steadfast love or be false to my faithfulness. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So what comes to mind... um, within this this subject matter that came to my heart beyond the Lord's faithfulness was um, a tool. And I've actually talked about this in some of my teachings. A tool that God has given us is remembrance. We cannot get by. We cannot grow. uh, We cannot move from faith to faith and glory to glory without remembering Remembrance is a tool and it's very obviously a part of God's design to keep us humble, to keep our hearts postured right, again, to keep us moving forward and growing and progressing in our walk. The New Testament says it in the Old Testament, but what comes to my spirit is the Old Testament where God constantly spoke to Israel and said, I am the God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. He said, remember that. Remember that. That is important. It's important that we remember what God has delivered us out of. It keeps our spirit stirred to his faithfulness. It keeps us on fire, the fire on the altar of our hearts burning. You're going to have moments in this life where you get down and out. It could be circumstantial. It could just be the enemy trying to attack you. It could just be the the state of the fallen world. You know, whatever it is, the way in which you come up out of that place or that pit is that you feed on his faithfulness. I find it interesting that that scripture used the word feed. That tells me that there's a there's a, a satisfaction that happens, a filling that happens. Because again, what happens when we eat? We become full. Our bellies become satisfied. Depending on what you eat, you get nourishment. You get energy and all these things, right? It's the same thing spiritually. And so it's important that we feed upon his faithfulness. For whatever reason, the spirit of the Lord is connecting today his faithfulness with remembering with remembering, and what I want to, this is going to be a fairly short episode. What I want to uh, bring bring to mind is, I actually don't watch too many Disney movies for for the obvious reason of what's happening right now. I'm not judging anyone who does by any means, but one of my favorite movies when I was was younger was The Lion King. Right, everybody knew all of the all of the lyrics, um, but. In The Lion King, there there is actually a pretty profound uh, moment in that if you look at it through spiritual eyes. And the reason I even came to think about this, I, I had watched that movie a hundred times over. The only reason I even came to think about this is because God does speak to us in dreams. And I had a dream one season years ago where in the dream I was sitting on the curb and God often highlights my emotions in dreams. And it seemed like I was a little bit heavy. I was just sitting outside on the curb and this huge, huge flock of birds like flew past me. And so it caught my attention. So as they flew past me, I looked up because I was watching them. And when I looked up, it was like a finger was writing with the clouds. And the clouds spelled out. Remember who you are. I'll never forget that dream. And I remember waking up and I was like, okay, God, what, I mean, there's the obvious, right? But it's like, what, what are you trying to tell me? And so when I got up, I began to Google, remember who you are to see if there was some sort of sermon or something on it. And what came up was the YouTube clip of the Lion King. And so I began to watch it. And because I was watching it from a heart posture of that dream, I saw a totally different thing. And it's that moment where, you know, Simba is grieving over his father, not to mention he is full of shame and guilt and all these things because his uncle has made him believe that he killed his father, that he was responsible for his death. And so obviously, we know Simba ran from all his problems, right? I mean, that's that's preaching to the choir, right? He ran from all his problems. And then there's a day where he comes into the path of the monkey Rafiki, right? Comes into his path. And, and Rafiki says, I know your father. And that quickly brings Simba's spirit back to life. He's like, wait, what? You know my father? And he's like, yes, I know him. And he's like, come with me. Come with me. And, and it makes Simba at first think that he's leading him to his father and his heart so badly wants to see his father that he believes that for a moment. So he goes rushing behind this monkey, right, to, to see his dad again. And he, And what Rafiki ends up doing is literally leading him to a body of water, and he says, "Look down there." And Simba looks, and all he sees is his own reflection, and he goes, "No, that's just me." And then the Rafiki stirs the water and says, "Look harder." And as he stirs the water, Simba sees his father. And then all of a sudden, right, the sky starts to get stormy and cloudy and thunder. And then you see his father or a picture thereof show up in the sky and he starts speaking to him. And he's like, Simba, you have forgotten me. Now to Simba's natural logic, and yeah, y'all, I'm going there with this because this is what God gave me. But to Simba's natural logic, he's like, oh, no, I have not forgotten you. I mean, if we're being honest, all he's done is think about his father. But he says, but but then Mufasa or the picture thereof says, You have forgotten who you are and in turn forgotten me. And y'all, that wrecked me. I was like, This is this is the example. We are made in the image of our Father. We are made in in, in the likeness of him. We are fearfully and wonder wonderfully made. Not to mention, because we have now been saved and have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, we are now being conformed to the image of Christ from glory to glory. Every day, every moment, every hour until the day we die, right? And then the fullness thereof takes over, hallelujah, where the Bible says, we don't know what we will be, but we know that we will be like him, praise the Lord. But what a revelatory thing to say, you have forgotten who you are and in turn forgotten me. It's important that we remember who we are. And to remember who you are is to remember who he is. We are a direct reflection of him. And if he is faithful and we feed upon his faithfulness, what will happen but that we dwell in the land of promise, that we inherit the things that he has for us, and that we are obedient and faithful back to him. Let us not be confused about just thinking about him daily and not actually feeding upon him. There's a difference. Feeding satisfies the soul. It's why Jesus said for those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. He didn't say those who think about righteousness. Those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. That is about a satisfaction in the soul. And our souls were designed and created to be satisfied in Him and in Him alone. So I just hope that that encourages you today, wherever you may be, whether you're in a trial or you're in a really good season of blessing. Both are good, by the way, but you know what I mean. Wherever you're at right now, may I encourage you that the Lord God is faithful. He is faithful. And may you reflect Him because you were created in his image. These things are of great value to him or he would not have told us to remember. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So Father, I just blessed every listener, God, that is hearing this word. Father, as usual, I thank you, God, that your word is going to go forth and not return void, that every heart and soul that needs to hear this word to be reminded of your faithfulness and to be reminded of who they are, God, that they will somehow, some way Lord hear this message and it will cut right to their heart, God, and encourage them and satisfy their souls. God lift them up out of the miry clay and place their feet upon a rock. God, I thank you, Lord, that your mercies are new every morning. I thank you, Lord, that our, our, ebbs and flows in our obedience God in our faithlessness sometimes or our lack of belief or whatever it is God that these things do not affect your faithfulness because you are unchanging and unwavering God and may we reflect the same as we mature in the things of God in your design Lord may we reflect an unwavering and unshakable state of being the divine nature in which Christ allowed us to take part in to be partakers of god may we walk worthy of the calling and may the lamb get the reward of his suffering father i bless your holy name in jesus name i pray amen